If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Guess who's back from Olympia? Boop, Guess who's here. back? Adam's back here. Adam's studio. liver is falling out. His liver is falling out. Adam. And we're eating it for dinner tonight. Adam, what's Adam it? Can, I just, can I just say right now? And what, we're all going to get really drunk. Can, you can see all the drugs coming out of my horse. <laughs> yeah. This is what you're going to yeah. say. No, you know, all, I, all I hear is like... Your face is... Your skin color is a little gray. It's a little bit, it's a little bit gray. You know, when they, you know when they show aliens? Like uh, what aliens are supposed to look like and they're gray and they have the big eyes? Yeah. That gray... You have this bit. kind of weird disco flash coming out of your eyes. <laughs> yeah, what's going on? Can I, I just can I is. just say that uh, what happened, dude? Bu- bucket list for those listeners that um, I love Vegas. Vegas is one of my favorite places. As an adult, uh, it's pretty much Disneyland for an adult, I believe. And I've done uh, for the most part. I've done most everything there is to do. I shouldn't say that. That's total exaggeration. I've done a lot of cool shit out there, uh, especially related to the, the clubs and night scenes and things like that. And one of the things I had not done yet is the excess night club the night swim which uh excess is a club inside the encore which is one of my favorites so this is the pool area at night yes what <sighs> what Tell happens us about this <sighs> what happens under the water please such a is there a grotto <laughs> there isn't a grotto there may as well be though <laughs> oh, do you guys man. play grabby grabby it, it's a there, there is a lot of grabby grabby touchy feely going on yeah. so like that it's uh I need a lot a of hand inflatable please a lot of hand wandering going oh, this'll on. do <laughs> it's a it's, it's a squid you know it's <laughs> <laughs> in uh, we, oh leviathan so katrina and i brought uh her niece with us she's 23 years old she's been to vegas one time before this and uh you know she'd been telling us like you know i want to go to vegas with you and adam i want to go to vegas with you and adam oh you traumatized her didn't you well her first her was first a good ex- idea her first experience in vegas uh was pretty bad she said she said you know i was so excited to go and i'm with all my girlfriends and Turn into drama and so and so got in a fight with this person and so and so left early just terrible and you know I don't know about you guys and your your opinion on Vegas and stuff like that but it's really about who you go with and it's one of those places that it really can go one or the other it can because there is so much hype behind it everybody everybody where no matter where you are in the world have probably heard of Las Vegas and if you haven't been there um, you know it's one of those places that you can't wait to go to and sometimes there's a lot of buildup and for me my first experience. When I went, it was kind of a want, want, want trip. And I was just like, How old were you when you went first? I was 22. And my buddy took me out there. And it was cool, but I had had so much of it was built up that everyone was like, Oh, Las Vegas. There's a direct correlation to if you have money or if you're a college student. Vegas is about, yeah, if you You have a lot of money. You cannot be a college student and go there expecting to to have an awesome time. Okay. So that was the nice way of putting what I was trying to say. (laughs) I mean, not so nice. I was trying to be nice about like, uh, or not sound uh, pompous, I guess, by saying that you know. No, it's you pleasant. got some hookups now, and it's okay. Yeah. Well, let's look, look, look. How much would you're going to go out with your buddies? You're going to get into a club. There's four of you. You're going to spend each on drinks and everything, and getting in and this and that. You're going to spend 150, 200 bucks at least. Oh no, you're not. You're going to spend 300 to 500. I, I'm at saying least. at least if yeah, you're being least. cheap and you're just like, yeah, you're and spending you're, a shit ton and of money. If you're four dudes, you're going to stand in a line for about an hour and a half just to get into the club. If you're going somewhere where everybody wants to be. Yeah, if you're if you're if you're just a bunch of sausages, no one's going to let you in. Yeah, in Vegas, yeah. it's all about who's who's spinning, what Unless DJ, what DJ is at like what me over. What what DJ is at what club? And, you know, where's the hot spot to be? Where's everybody at? And, you know, there's always everywhere is cool in Vegas, but there's always a few handful spot that just 
goes off. And it's normally because they got some big name like Calvin Harris who's spinning or Tiesto or someone like that or Dead Mouse is at some place. And it's just off the chain. But to get into a place like that, if you're a guy, uh, you're going to wait in a line for an hour and a half plus if you can even get in. And then once you finally get in, you're going to pay out your nose to probably stand, you know, shoulder to shoulder with somebody. So you're not going to, you know. Yeah, the only way I'll ever do a club in Vegas, honest to God, is if I have a table. Yeah, and, t- and then tables for like, so I was at Hawkesson <laughs> during, uh, it's so Hawkesson's one of the, the hottest nightclubs out there. I was there for its uh, grand opening week or the week following the grand opening. So it was the new hot club to be at. You know, and our table was ten thousand dollars just to be at a table. Yeah, that's not that's that's true. And yeah, it was a normal table. There's nothing crazy over the top about it. It was a nice table and everything. But I mean, if so, if you're not uh, with people that are willing to shell out that kind of money to have a good time, and you're like you said, Justin said, a college student who's going on a college budget to go yeah, go, go to Vegas, go and to try, Reno, and you're trying to live it, yeah, right? and you're trying yeah. to live it up like the all biggest these little city there is. <laughs> live it up like all these people talk about it. You're like. Uh, this isn't really what I thought it was going to be. I didn't know I was going to stand in this line to go to this club that, you know, where I'm going to be shoulder to shoulder. So, you know, it's a lot of it is that. And when you go with guys that are okay with spending money like that. Now, if you're a girl, different ballgame. If you're a pretty girl, you if get in everywhere. Yeah. Boom. In Vegas. Four yeah. or five hot shit. Sexist. Nobody talks about this kind of sexism. Very sexist. Right? Nobody funny? brings this shit up. I mean. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Even the gyms out there, you want to see, you know These what they're, the you know they're spin? This is crazy. You guys will appreciate this one being in the gym industry. So, uh, like Las Vegas Athletic Club, which is like one of the big gyms out there uh, that probably rivals the 24-hour fitnesses, if not even uh, probably more successful out there. Huge, right? Huge gyms, two stories, fifty thousand plus square foot gyms, and their their slogan is uh, "Women join for free." So that's like the th- <laughs> they men pay men really? pay. Is this for reals? Yeah, sexism. Right? Could you imagine if a place said guys join for free? <laughs> oh. Like men are for free. <laughs> We're so oppressed, right? Yeah. <laughs> but pretty smart though. Not that so I went. I went there the first the first day I got there. So I, and my buddy kept telling me, "You got to go to Las Vegas Athletic Club and go work out." So I'm like, "Okay." I normally just use my free 24. Well, not free, but I pay a 24 hour fitness membership. So normally when I'm in Vegas, I just go to whatever 24 is nearby my hotel. So everyone kept telling me go to Las Vegas Athletic Club. And I'm like, "All right, all right, I'll go." So I went there, and it may as well be a fucking nightclub too. I mean, well, li- that's why everybody was telling you to go. Oh my they god, they were telling you. Oh, it was it was insane, dude. The girls that were in there were dressed from literally head to toe. Every like, I mean, matchy matchy shoes, the socks, to the whole get up, the outfit with the you know. Then they break away halfway through their workout to their sports bra, their stomachs hanging out, and stuff like that. Just bad, yeah, bad. Gotta, Dime pieces, you gotta let it breathe. Oh, fully makeup, <laughs> makeup, all, makeup going on, everything like that. I mean, it just stacked to all over the place. Justin yeah. likes to show off a little neck when he goes in those gyms. Yeah. Oh, it was crazy. Yeah. It was it was crazy to see my, uh, to uh, see that Adam's apple the, go up and down. No, no, I'm talking about the other neck. I'm talking oh, about the right, pubis, right, right, pubis right, right, area. Right, right. <laughs> for the for the I most part, about that guy. For the most part, it's uh, it was where all your you know your your celebrities, your insta famous, your strippers, like that's where they all go to work out. And so, so you were you were there for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Wednesday, Thursday. Wednesday, Thursday. But Long you time but Vegas. you saved yourself for the last two days because yeah. you were going to bed early and all that stuff. Yeah. So I actually, Saves which is it's what happens last. when you get. When you get old, well, you know, you know so okay, happens. so I was out there. Another good buddy of mine, mm-hmm. Mike, who's uh, strategery. He's he's a big Vegas guy. He, they actually bought uh, or rent a, a condo, a really nice condo up on the Strip, and because they go there so often. So him and I have been around the scene for a really long time, 
And it was really nice hanging out with him because we had kind of the same attitude. And this is something that we told her niece when we get there because she was like, okay, what are we going to do? What do we do on Wednesday or Thursday night? What do we do Friday night? What do we do? What's the plans for this? Where do we go? What do I need to wear with this? And like Katrina was like, slow down. That's not how we do Vegas. Like we do not go in there with this agenda of we got to be here. We got to be there. It's like, you know what? We're going to go there. You know, Adam will make some phone calls and talk to some friends and this and that. And, you know, maybe we'll go here. Maybe we'll go there. Like you don't really know what, where the spot is that, that day or whatever like that. And, and we'll figure it out as we go. And, you know, you'll, we'll fill you in, but we most certainly do not go there with this agenda of this and this and this and this. this so did a, she have a good time? Oh, we, she had the time of her life. You know, we, I mean, she, first of all, you know, I, I showed you guys, uh, if you watch the Periscope, the video of, of my place. Well, what I didn't tell you was when I first got there. So I flew in on Wednesday. Uh, Katrina and her got there on Friday. Now, the reason why I ended up in that room was because I typically uh, upgrade my my standard room to just a, a grand suite. And the grand suite's uh, it's a nice suite, and it's but it's nothing crazy over the top. Well, when I first got there, they were because of the Olympia, iHeartRadio, and everything going on. It was completely booked out. That's right. They hooked you up. Yeah. And so, this is what called well, a bungalow. No, they didn't hook me up. I paid for it. You know, it wasn't cheap or any, by any means, but it was. Uh, and I got somewhat of a deal because of being a gambler there and everything. So I, they stick me in the bungalow. But that wasn't the cool part. The cool part was the first day that I got there, I was really irritated because my jacuzzi wasn't heating up in my room. And I'm like, well, that's part of this. The coolest part of paying for a room like this is I got a fucking private jacuzzi in my room. And what's the point of it if it's cold? You it's, know? A, it's a cold dip. Yeah. So I was <laughs> so, uh, you know, but I didn't, I'm not the type of person who like comes down and stomps all like my thing just work. I came down. I was like, hey, I just want to let you guys know that um, I don't know if there's something that needs to be turned on or whatever. But my jacuzzi's kind of cold. And she's like, oh, OK. And then she, she's like, I'll call maintenance. Well, then the next day, next morning rolls around, I check it. It's still cold. I'm like, OK, well, you know, I went down, went down to my uh, host and I was like, hey, man. Um, this jacuzzi is still cold or whatever with that. Oh, okay, well, let me call. They, they call down there in front of me, and now I see him. Okay, he, he should be up there in like an hour. So I think, okay, that's perfect. I'm going to go work out. I'm going to go eat. I'm going to do all this stuff, and then I'll be back. So, again, I come back, check on it. still cold. So now I'm getting a little irritated because now I'm feeling annoyed that I'm like, I feel like I'm annoying. Like I'm that person who just keeps coming in. But I'm like, hey, you know, I've got a nice place like this. That I want that's the their job. Right, right. Yeah. So so I go in there, and I told the guy, I said, hey, you know, I totally apologize. I probably sound like this annoying guess but man i've been down here three times now and been told that someone was again there and turn my jacuzzi on and fix it and no one's done that yet and he was actually you could tell he was really upset he's like you mean you, they haven't fixed it yet and you've been down here i was like yeah no i've been down here three times already and you and i at first i thought he was kind of giving me attitude but then i could tell he was frustrated at the employee whoever it was that was handling my issue so he's like looking up the computer and he's like don't worry mr shaver it'll be handled by the time you get back to your room I'm like cool so it was handled but now the cool part this is what i like about vegas and i feel this um you know, customer service, like especially when you're somebody who spends money and does things there. Oh, they go way over the top. They do. They know they know yeah. to take care of somebody who who does. If you're somebody who comes there frequently and spends money and does things like that, they tend to do really, really nice things and take care of you like that. So when uh, Katrina's niece gets in, she's coming in and I had her booked in a standard room inside there. Well, she gets there and she, she calls Katrina right away. She's like, Oh my God, Adam is so awesome. I love him, but all this stuff like that. And I'm and I'm like, why is she so excited? Like the rooms here are just like there's nothing special about them. There's a standard room. She's like, Oh my God, I could have an orgy in this room. It's so big. And I'm just like, what the fuck did they put her in? So I go, I go in and sure as shit, she got the suite. She got the orgy room. She got the suite that I'm normally in over there. So I guess when she had flown in, maybe somebody had canceled or whatever with that. So they had bumped, <laughs> they had bumped her to a, the grand suite, which is where I normally go. And nice. so she has, you know. So two, she had a great time. Oh yeah. So that was how her, her trip started with her, 
getting upgraded to an awesome room that she got to be in that she didn't have to do, you know, have to pay for or anything like that. So she got that. And then, you know, we took her out to, uh, I had Katrina took her out on, um, Friday night, excuse me, Saturday night. Yes. Saturday night. She, she took her out to a club. I didn't want to go out. I'm like, I'm like, old man, like I got one hard night. That's it. So you just did one night, one night. That's it. I couldn't, I can't do back to back, dude. I, I, I thought you did a lot more than that. No. Just, just because of the, the energy no. level and stuff that I'm seeing. You, you know, I was I was <laughs> how weathered you are. Dick. Yeah. No, you know, uh it was uh, hey, could you imagine if I ran two or three nights if this is what I look like? God you yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. You'd be like but, raccoon. I mean, let's be honest, I'm coming fresh off of it right now. Yeah. Like literally it was you Oh, know, you went you went uh, to bed at six AM. Yeah, no, like no. less if than I, if I coughed, you'd probably like yeah, in a, in a plume. Yes, yeah. twelve hours ago, I'm dancing. You know, <laughs> in a club right now. So it's uh, hasn't been that long that I that I was uh, not out there. So, but yeah, no, I I kind of laid low, and I told Katrina, I'm like, why don't you girls go and you know uh, we'll call someone and they'll get in. and getting girls in is so easy. It's one phone call for that. It's yeah. like, hey, I have two pretty girls that are coming down. Could you slide them in? Oh yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if my in which my poor buddies, they always yeah, up front. I, I, my two friends, Sal and Justin, are coming. Can you? Oh, yeah. Phew, I don't yeah. know. It looks yeah. like we're full. Busy night tonight. Yeah. yeah. No, it's totally like that. <laughs> no more room for sausage. And my buddies who don't understand Vegas don't get that, and they always give me a hard time because they're just like, dude, what's the point of being your best friend if I can't get any fucking cool shit like this when we go there? Because you're a fucking dude. Yeah. You know, if you were for a girlfriend of mine, it'd be no problem but you're another dude like in vegas just frowns upon <laughs> yeah, that bro i don't like that yeah unless you're coming there giving them a bunch of money they ain't gonna unless you do the tuck maneuver <laughs> yeah, it's right. not happening yeah, just, tuck and roll just not happening tuck and tape doug what's going on we doing the q a we are but before we begin uh justin has a song i have a song go go do justin I, do, ah, it. do it you, no i already use that one all the time <laughs> You gotta give me a reference. I got nothing. Oh. I was expecting. <laughs> Mother, tell your children not to go yeah, my way. <laughs> tell your children not to hear my words, what they mean, oh. what they say. Mother, Mother, Mother. Mother. <laughs> oh my Do, God. We just gotta. Can you keep it in the dark tonight? All right, that's enough. <laughs> we just we got we Adam sang for a second. Did you hear that part? Doug? Mother, oh he did again because I knew that song. Dude, I like that one. You know he do that word. He's I, coming out of his shell uh, as far as the singing. Oh, I can see that. Coming. You know what? You've got yeah, the you've turtle got a, shell. You've got a nice uh, oof, your voice. I mean, mm, it's, it's mm, smooth. Mm. You got that Joe Cocker thing. Going I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of hoping that our producer <laughs> yeah, over there will yeah. actually spruce it up a little bit. We should, hey, we need to get one of those. What are they called? Auto tune. Yeah, auto tune. Auto tune. Adam tune. Adam tune. Just synthesize me. Just do that. Ask ask us some questions. Oh, great producer. Oh yes. First up from Cisco4158. He's asking about training for soccer type endurance uh, without losing his gains. And he's in the gym for well, uh, three times a week or so. Considering so he, considering Sal wears the soccer shoes, we'll go ahead and let him take this one. Yeah. <laughs> this so is right up your alley. I don't I don't I don't play soccer, but I have soccer shoes on, which makes me more qualified than these two gentlemen. Yeah, uh, I'm wearing basketball shoes yeah. and Justin's got chucks on, so you are definitely definitely the most qualified. Yeah, yeah I'm not, no, so I'm here's not a, a serious runner. So here's the deal with the with the human body. The human body, uh, when you when you try to get uh, progress in multiple uh, arenas, very tough. You're going to get progress in multiple arenas, but you're not going to maximize progress in any one of them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like a power lifter, for example, is very specific for his particular sport. If he was doing powerlifting and doing, let's say, endurance running or you know triathlon training or something like that, he would get better at that 
that one sport, but he would also lose performance in powerlifting. So it's just the way the human body is. It's capacity to adapt. It's just it's 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 limited. So it's like when you play those video games, you know, and right. you're playing those fighting games, and you can like move up his strength or move out, but you yeah. can't put everything over. You can't, the you can't keep it all. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent forward. And to add to that, like, uh, like, like you're saying, as far as like being only one thing, like you're just gonna have to periodize it. So you know, maybe I don't know when it starts for you or whatnot, but maybe the endurance part could be a focus. You know, more towards the end, like leading up into you know actually trying out for the soccer team or whatever it is that, that you're doing with it. But that's kind of how I would approach it. You know, with an athlete and you know start out with the strength, start out with the explosiveness. You know, establish like these adaptations. You know, move forward with that into you know more of the stamina. And, uh, you know, because that's that's something that, you know, you're going to quickly be able to adapt to. Yeah. I mean, and you'll, you're, you can I mean, you can still look quite impressive, even if you lose some size because mm-hmm. you're playing soccer, you're just getting conditioned. So, like, I mean, I mean, there's some pro soccer players that look, you know, phenomenal. Um, and so same same thing for you. But uh, in terms of training for soccer type endurance uh, sprints, you know, train your VO2 max, do your, you know, go play soccer. It's pretty straightforward yeah, for that play kind a lot of, stuff. of soccer. And the thing is, like, I mean, the size itself is going to be a hindrance. Yeah, in soccer, you know? definitely. Yeah, so you got to, I mean, you got to pick and choose, you know what I mean? Do you want to be powerful and explosive, you know, and like um, you're going to lose a little bit of that endurance, you know? So if, if you're carrying more weight on the field, you're going to feel it, you yeah. know, versus, uh, you know, being lighter and, and and be able to run longer and harder. Here's one thing I want to say also. If you're training, if you're in the gym lifting heavy three, four days a week, and then you incorporate soccer practice, which is probably, I'm assuming, five days a week at least, you know, like after school type yeah. stuff, I would recommend lifting one or two days a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you maintain your three, four days a week of weights plus the soccer stuff, you're asking for trouble. You're asking to overtrain yeah. and injure yourself. So back off on the resistance training one to two days a week. And you, believe it or not, you'll actually keep more gains doing it that way than if you if you continue to lift three, four days yeah, a week. Yeah, you don't want to just hammer your body too much. What about you, Adam? Uh, so, genius? well, actually, this this even though it's um, mine doesn't really pertain to soccer as much as it does uh, close to home for me with basketball. So this is actually something that I dealt with because I played intramural basketball until I was thirty years old, and so it was important to me to get in basketball condition to where I can run up and down the court and jump and and hang with all these ball players. At the same time, too, I really cared about you know, building my physique. Although at this time I wasn't into competing where that became a number one priority, which is why basketball doesn't exist in my life right now. But so I can totally relate to this. I have a sport that I love to play that I don't want to give up. But then at the same time too, I'm trying to build this physique that I want to look like. And then how do I mesh it? And what you both said, I think that is is 100% correct and important is, you know, there's a give and take, you know, if you're going to be the buffest guy in the soccer field, you're probably not going to be the best with endurance and stamina, right? I mean, this is how it is because you're the buffest guy, you know, and that's going to hinder that. And then vice versa, if you're the, you know, the best endurance and and speed wise guy on the soccer field, you're probably not the buffest guy on the soccer field. So it's kind of if you kind of want the, the middle of the range, which is kind of what I wanted. I wanted to play basketball. I wanted to maintain my physique, but then I also needed to be able to get up and down the court. So there were some strategies that I used. One what Sal is saying, the first thing I had to do was scale back the working out. I was no longer weight training seven days a week. Now I was incorporating basketball three, four times a week, and then the others were lifting. And then my intensity uh, changed and the type of lifting I changed. So I did things more in Justin's world where I wanted to emulate uh, a lot more sports performance and plyometric work uh, for my resistance training versus my traditional like bodybuilding type training. 
So that happened with my weight training. And then what I did differently nutritionally is before I would do any sort of sport, I would make sure I was loaded up calories wise. So knowing that when I play basketball or with soccer, it was very similar as far as the, the calorie expenditure that you would utilize in an hour, hour and a half worth of playing soccer or basketball, uh, I would make sure I would be reloading with a high calorie or sugar drink. So something that is going to hit my system quick. Now, I don't recommend going out and getting a rock star, although when I when I first doing did this as a kid, that's what I used to do is just use something like that. But that's all the artificial bullshit in there. So but making your either having yourself a, you know, really high calorie, uh, you know, fruit shake or fruit in itself or a drink or, you know, re- reloading um, halfway through your workout or through your sport. So your body has some fuel that taps into and you're not worried about you know, it running on empty and then having to look for other sources to burn. So that would be kind of a strategy that I would use nutritionally because I was, I cared a lot still about that. Now in the past where if I was playing basketball, I wouldn't be thinking about that. I just care about my endurance and my basketball athleticism and things like that. I'm not thinking about, Oh, my muscle might be going away right now, which it doesn't really work that way either. It's not like you start running up and down a soccer field and all of a sudden muscle falls off your body. But if you do continue to push, and you don't fuel your body's just adapting in different yeah. in different directions. That's yeah. all. So you know, so that that would be my strategy is nutritionally making sure that you're you're feeding. You got to understand that if you're incorporating soccer now, and that's something that's new, your your body's going to be burning a significantly more. So make sure you fuel it and you feed it that way. That'll help maintain and, those gains. And you got to like take into account too. Another point I wanted to bring up is that you know soccer itself, like two thirds, I guess they said for men, um, they you know is spent either walking or in a light jog. And uh, when you go like the ball comes near you, that's when you're in your explosive sprinting, you know, high intensity, you know, portion of the performance. And uh, so soccer is a lot of fart licking. It's a lot of fart licking. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's scooting around. I love and that fart word. licking but it's all true. over. But, but it's true. But yeah, so it's, it's like, like the jog or the walk and then sprint. sprint. That's it. That's it. So if you can, you know, somewhat emulate that, uh, if you're if you're working like specifically on the endurance and trying to, I mean, you always want to match, you know, somewhat of what's going to go on in the game and and uh, you know being able to react and respond the same way. So that's one one thing to take into account, like you know, with with intervals and and and. And that too, that way you don't, you know, completely just hammer yourself and like, I got to just, you know, I got to do a hundred sprints and, and, and you're, you're trying to, to overdo it in order to, you know, overperform that, you know, actual performance when in fact you should, you know, actually be letting your body recover more and fluctuate. You know, something I, I, I came up with the other day, cause I was thinking about how, how can we present this to athletes and to people in the gym? in a way that where it just clicks, you know, because we talk about this all the time and you're touching upon it, this overuse of intensity and this working out for working out sake and how that's detrimental. But how do we, you know, what's a way we can communicate that? And something that I came up with was that fitness is not, it, fitness is a skill. Think of it this way. Think of fitness being a skill. If I'm learning a skill, if I'm going to go and learn how to play the piano, I'm perfecting my skill with the piano. I'm not hammering on the keys yeah, till my fingers can't chops. move. Right. So if you're trying to get better at soccer and getting better at endurance for soccer, you're not going to, you don't just go out and beat the shit out of yourself. You go out and get better at getting more endurance. You get, you develop the skill of fitness and what that fitness looks like for Mm -hmm, soccer. mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with weights. When I go to the gym and I'm trying to get my quads or my legs to get bigger, I'm not just squatting till I can't move anymore. I'm squatting to get really good at squatting. So explain, so explain to us how that works. 
uh, so I'm not going to failure. Okay. I'm maximizing my form. Um, I'm leaving a little bit in the tank so I can so I can uh, maximize that that hard, powerful contraction. I'm sending that signal, and then I'm leaving it alone. You know, beating beating yourself up really just that's not hard to do. You're not you're not getting better at a skill. It's it's easy to kick the shit out of yourself. Right. You know, anybody could do that. So. So that's that's just it. You want to, you want to think of it as practice. It's like I'm I'm here to I'm here to practice my endurance, or I'm here to practice my strength, versus I'm here to beat myself up, or I'm here to exhaust myself. Yeah, that I, makes I any like sense? that. Good point. Okay. All right. Next question is from uh, Conqueror underscore eight thirty seven. This person works from seven p.m. to seven a.m. three to five days a week. He usually works out after work. Uh, but he's wondering if he should start working out before work. He thinks that perhaps that might be um, would increase his stress hormones, though. So I, he's he's wanting to get your advice on that. Somebody just asked me this question. I just answered. <laughs> Wait, this. so he's on like a graveyard shift? Yeah, yeah. Seven p.m., seven a.m. Okay. So so he wants to know if he should work out before or after work. Basically, yeah, with like his circadian so, rhythms and everything. Well, no, so he, he says he's taking a pre-workout. Before he works out, after he's done with his shift. So, so let's do this. Let, let's first answer the question and just forget about the fact that he's working graveyard shift. Let's just because a lot of people have this question who work regular hours, right? Yeah. Okay. Is it better to work out before? Or, or that's after? where I was going. That's because yeah. that's the question I just got asked. Okay. I just got asked if what's the best time to work out, morning, afternoon, or night? Because, like you said, it doesn't matter if he's graveyard or not. Yeah, because graveyard, if he keeps doing that, I mean, that's like zombie land right there. I mean, it's not good for your body by itself. Well, here, and it, at the end of the day, it's really, this is the answer, is uh, whatever you like, bro. What, whatever works best for you that you can consistently do. And uh, and I always, I think I've repeated this at least three or four times that because uh, it's one of my favorite things that Sal said. Every once in a while, he says something I really like. Um, most and, of the time, most yeah. of the time I don't, but sometimes, <laughs> yeah, sometimes, sometimes he says do. something I really like and, you know, and something that's always resonated with me that he said a long time ago is that, you know, a program that is, uh, it can be a, a half-assed program, but if it's done consistently, it's far superior to a, a program that is the best program or the best time to work out or whatever it is done inconsistently. So, you know, if you... If this, if this person that was asking me this before was like, you know, I'm not really a morning person, but I heard it's really good. So I can burn, I'd be burn more fat if I got up and I worked out before I went, you know, started my day or this or that. Well, it's like, if you don't like getting up at five o'clock, let's be honest, are you more likely to skip those days or right. miss some of those days? Mm. And if you like to work out in the afternoon or the evening, or that works best for your schedule, you know, regardless of what might be better for you that day, as far as hormone level and energy level, what's going to benefit you more is consistency, right? Right. When we all agree on that, a hundred percent. That's for exactly sure. what I was going to say. Whichever one, whichever one you enjoy more, whichever one you feel like you could be more consistent with, it, it, we could sit here and split hairs in terms of the benefit of, of training at a certain time before your activity, and you know you're going to eat more meals, and I, we can sit here and split hairs. But if you really enjoy working out after work. And you'd prefer doing it that way, and you're going to be more consistent that way. Then do it that way. I, I said the same thing too. Is that you could, all three of us I know could put a spin on why morning, why afternoon, or why evening. I could I could sell you. There's a benefit. There's actually a benefit to each of them. There is. I right. could I could sell you but, on why each one is better than the others, but that's not really the answer. Right. right and now. then here's the other thing too. Whatever benefit, by the way, because they'll do studies and they'll show that working out, you know, p- before work or early in the morning will, you know, cause different changes in hormones and your, your body will burn more body fat. They'll say, for example, here's the funny thing, though. After you do it for a while, that all stops. 
your body actually learns to be to maximize its performance at the time you train it at yep. every day. Yep. So uh, if I always work out, if if I start like right now, I work out at noon, usually typically around noon every day. But if I said starting tomorrow, my workouts are gonna be at six a.m. For the first two months, see a huge change. Well, they're well, they're gonna suck, right? They're gonna be hard. Yeah. It's a different adaptation of the body. I'm tired, whatever. After the f- two months, that's gonna be the time I work out. My body's yeah. gonna maximize its performance. Yeah, it'll at acclimate that time. to that for sure. That's it. What about like so? You know, he's not seeing a lot of sun. You know, would right. you think him supplementing for that might help as far as energy and maybe you know, if you're not getting a lot of sun, I would, I would, that. yeah, I would, I would supplement with uh, vitamin, vitamin D three, uh-huh. but um, take it in a form that's not. It's like you, if you already take fish oil, for example, take cod liver oil, which is naturally high in vitamin D three, a very absorbable form. Um, he says he works out this this times three to four days a week. Doug, is that what he said? Yeah. Yes, that's correct. Okay, because uh, I hope this is the schedule you follow every day then. Because switching from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. and yeah, uh, Or excuse shocker. me, 7 p.m. to 7 a.m., three, four days a week, and then the other days a week going on a regular, you know, where you're up during the day type schedule, that can definitely affect your gains. Definitely. Yeah. Because your body has to adjust each time. It'd be like traveling from Europe back and forth once a week. So... If if you're up from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. and you sleep during the day type of deal, do that every day, which you probably already do. I can't imagine somebody wanting to switch back and forth, you know, so frequently. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Next question, Brandon underscore Muhal. Sarms versus steroids. What are the similarities and differences? Sarms, Sarms. We love talking about roids. Yeah. Um. So Sarm stands for Selective Androgen Receptor Modulator. So, um, without getting too um, technical, steroids are hormones that uh, affect the androgen receptor in part. There's other anabolic functions, but a lot of what they do is they attach to the androgen receptor, which is what signals all the things in the body um, that androgens tend to do. Build muscle, grow body hair, you know, uh, you know, oilier skin, like all these different aggression, sex drive, all these different things. Um, some steroids are more androgenic than others. In other words, they'll give you more of those masculinizing effects. And other steroids are more anabolic and less androgenic. They're going to give you more of the anabolic muscle building effects, but less of the androgenic effects. Okay. Um, selective ast- uh, uh, androgen receptor modulators are drugs that are not hormones. They're just chemicals designed to lock into those androgen receptors and kind of activate them without hmm. being hormones. Are they still injectable? Uh, no, oral. Oral. oral, oral is how they're they're doing the studies. Hmm. So, uh, why is that a good thing? Well, um, here's what happens when you take an external hormone. Your body is pretty smart. It senses you have elevated levels of androgens in your system, and it shuts its own uh, production of androgens down to try to balance you out. So, this is why they say you know steroids shrinks your 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 balls because your 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 balls stop producing testosterone and they atrophy. With supposedly with SARMs. They are not uh, recognized as hormones by the body. So if you take a low dose of them, um, then your body won't stop or reduce its production of testosterone and other androgens. But you're still getting some of the anabolic effects. But it's in a low thing. dose, so you're gonna minimize whatever. Right. So in comparison, I, and, and there's lots of there's science coming out now. Some studies. This is all preliminary. The thing is, and I know why the dude's asking the question, because you can buy SARMs online as research chemicals. It's like gray area shit where you can buy something that, ah. you know, it's, it's quasi, it's legal because quasi you know, they're selling legal. it for research and not for human consumption. 
I would not trust that ever, especially with a chemical like a SARM, which is not even a, hasn't even gone through. I don't think two phases of FDA trials. Um, maybe it does, uh, you know, make you build muscle, and it's on the androgen receptor, and it doesn't lower your hormones. But boom, now you get androgens, you know, sensitive cancer like prostate cancer or something. See, this is good because SARMs. I thought that was like some kind of bird flu. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are we talking about here? That, did you say that Adam says that's, that's what I That's what I said when we put it with SARMs. What the fuck is SARMs? It's yeah. A fancy-ass acronym for fucking for designer steroids, it sounds like to me. Somewhat, yeah. Designer, so these are these are chemicals. I, that- I, I don't, here's the thing. That, and it's so hard for me to talk about this without sounding like I'm promoting steroids. I just feel like uh, if, <laughs> if if you're going to go to that point, you know, where you're going to put these, these chemicals that have very few tests and studies on, it's like, there's a lot more research done on on one hundred percent. You know, yes. we know what testosterone does in the body. Yeah, people have been using testosterone for a long time. Um, we know what it does, what it doesn't do. SARMs, we don't know. I mean, we we we, we there's being studied. I know why people are using them because they're accessible. Spots, well, and, they're accessible, and the, and they're not called steroids. Steroids has this this stigma about it. So someone right. says. You take steroids? Oh my God! No, no, no! no. I do SARMs. Oh, oh, okay. That's not, that's totally better. It's for not. You. It's non-hormonal. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not a hormone. It's not like that. So it's so funny to me. It's like if you're that's and the same thing goes for designer steroids or or pro hormones, which I think is the next question where I'm already skipping into here, right? Yeah, because he wanted to know if over-the-counter testosterone can cause gynecomastia, which is a development of female breast tissue in men. I'm assuming he's talking about. Uh, designer steroids and pro hormones because testosterone you can't buy that over the counter. So yeah, it's, it's so I'm sure he's substance. he's talking about like test. Doug, are you in? Yeah, there's this is from uh, Reggie underscore Aloha. Oh, These are two different questions. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, we kind of I figured yeah, we could couple. Let's stop talking about sexually aggressive, uh, resistant Re- men syndrome. <laughs> I don't know. You fill in the blank. I, you, it just uh, they're they're I, they're I they're both very similar, right? You know, whether you're talking about SARMs or you're talking about these, these pro hormones or this person referred it as over the counter testosterone, which that, that doesn't exist unless you're in Mexico. Um, it's, you know, basically the, the test one or anabolic four or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Decadura, <laughs> Dura, you know, they use all these, which I think is so steroid sounding. Yeah. Steroid sounding names. And then they change it by, you know, a few molecules. So it doesn't come up on the, the steroid test or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's, uh, affecting you hormonally somewhat. And we don't have a lot of research on that shit. You can get, you can definitely get gynecomastia. Yes. I, okay, I you have. You can get gynecomastia from DHEA. I, I, so when, um, Remember DHEA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. yeah. I, that, that's happened to me where I start to feel like, what the fuck's going when, on? When um, what was it? What was it big? The the trinabolin or trin? Why does this commercial make me cry? Trin, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It when, was the designer steroid. Yes, that, yes, when that came out. When that came out, at uh, I ran down to my local, and it was over the counter. Yep, and I ran back to back bottles without uh, cycling off because I figured, oh, it's not steroids. Why do I need to cycle off and take a anti estrogen or something like that? So my after my second use of the second bottle and I came off started lactating. I didn't start lactating, but <laughs> I started to uh, to feel the the beginning signs of gynecomastia where I had the nipple sensitivity He's and then I had the scar the, the scar cats. tissue build up in uh, my left side. And still to this day, anytime uh, my hormonal levels are even at all, I, I can feel the sensitivity there. So. It, and it was all from over the counter shit. So, 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 so you have sensitive nipples, is what you're saying. I do. So, I do not like it when you fucking try and rub so them when I'm sitting next to you. I'll rip that fucker right off. It makes me feel so uncomfortable. Rip it off and throw it on the wall. For so many reasons. I know you're. 
I know you're always trying to get Justin to play with yours. I don't like that stuff. Don't touch mine. I'll punch you in the nuts. They're dark. Uh, They're dark. Yeah, don't, don't. So, so yeah. I resist, just so you know. I resist. Yeah, so you, 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 can, you have gorgeous nipples, though. I yeah. got pancakes. <laughs> I told you guys about this. <laughs> they, they, you know what they look like? They look like they need to be cold. You know what I mean? They don't look tight enough. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, when they're perky, it's like perfect. Is it? Uh, yeah, yeah. But when they're not, they're sausage. Doug, throw some ice or, on. Uh, yeah, not throw some ice on it real quick. Yeah, no. So yeah, you can get you, you can get you can get gynecomastia from. You can get gynecomastia from non-hormonal products. Um, there's been there's been stories of people getting gyno from eating too many, uh, you know, um, foods containing things that Please are, say like soy. phytoestrogens. Okay, I've actually so I notice. Because I told you I'm, I'm sensitive to that now. Yeah. So where my diet is at, if I'm like when I'm like, especially post show, I always notice this, and I start to kind of go off the deep end with like bad high fat foods and garbage. I can actually the sensitivity kicks up and I can feel it from my diet. So I I, I can. He knows when it's gonna rain by how hard his nipples are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. It's great. You just keep talking about how sensitive they are. He, did, like, he can Ooh. adjust them like <laughs> like dials on the radio. Yeah. Sometimes what we do is we 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 pull them together in the center and then duct tape them that way. Oh god. Little cleavage. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, sorry, Perfect. Doug. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Perfect. Sammy Dose Dose. How do I know if I'm lifting challenging weights versus too heavy? Do I just watch my form? So he wants to know if he's going too heavy. Yes. Yeah. It drops on your head. That's a bad sign. <laughs> if you shit yourself uh, on the third round. You heard something snap. Yeah. <laughs> no, if you... If, you got to wear rock We're horrible trainers. Time. You, uh, If your form is good... Yeah, if you're in a CrossFit gym. If you're... <laughs> it's bad form. If your form is good and you can perform the prescribed number of reps, then you're using good weight. And you're doing it at, at an intensity where you know... Maybe if you do one or two more reps, you'll be at failure. That would be that would be what I would consider it, the right it, way. It's crazy that this is a very common question to me because I feel like it's kind of a simple answer. But a lot of people ask this, you know, as far as like what's too heavy or what's not. And mm-hmm. If you can't if you can't perform the exercise, like Sal said, if if the if the so if you say you're following maps and you're in, you know, phase two and you're you're working around eight to ten rep range, right? So it's ten reps you're doing or whatever, eight reps, and you are finding yourself by rep five, you're struggling already or your form is deviating at all. And you can't get to the eighth rep. Or yeah, whatever. or even if you could get to eight, but the last three were like a struggle to get the a last, shitty form. Yeah, yeah, you know, then that you need to back off the weight or whatever. But now if you get the eight Too out. Too many veins in your neck. That's yeah. usually how I go by it. If you, if you do the eight with good form and you probably could have got 12 to 15, well, then you got room to, to increase the weight, right? I mean, it's... Uh, pretty simple, I feel like. But, you know, I guess a lot of people don't really know. And maybe that's why we had the question the other day about social or social about uh, cues um, when they're working out, if uh, their form is starting to deviate or whatever like that. So, you know, maybe a lot of people still aren't in tune with what that feels like. If you're a beginner, I would say focus on form more than anything. Focus mm-hmm. on form more than Always. weight all day fucking long. When you get really, really advanced and really good at what you're doing, then you can start to focus on weight. You know, but I'd say when you're a beginner, just perfect your form and then move up the intensity a little bit. Well, and you can get really, really good. You can look at the mirror, Poof. Yeah. right? Like that's acceptable at that point. That you know that that's where um, you know we talked a little about this because Justin talked about uh, he made a comment in a podcast not too long ago about how when you know he does chest press, he really doesn't think about all the shoulder retraction this and that because he's been doing it for so long that 
his form is just built. He he can flex his chest without thinking about his form. If you're not there yet, you need to get there. That's bottom line. Like if because then you can't take advantage of those like power. The power phase is 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 reserved for that. Is reserved for the fact that you understand strict form and control. Then you can then you can maximize power. You can't maximize power if you are still cannot hold strict form it, then you're risking injury and you're risking mm-hmm. not seeing the full maximum benefits because you can't concentrate on what you're supposed to be focusing yeah, you on you can you just hurt yourself exactly so you know for, form by far has to has to be in place first before any of those uh, cheat I, reps things like that that all these other modalities and, and things that people like to do too that all that defeats the purpose if you can't contract and you know this is so, this is somewhat related to the question but i do want to say this um I, I have to give adam some props on this so we, we've had quite a few debates about um, feel versus weight, you know, uh, perfecting your form on your squat versus trying to isolate a muscle or connect that mind to muscle connection we were talking about. So um, for me, my shoulders and arms are really, really strong. So what I've been doing lately is I've been benching and inclining and I've been focusing on the pecs really doing most of the movement just to just to see how how that works because I'm open minded and you've talked a lot about this and I know that it's my weakness and that my arms and triceps can you know are so developed and uh, I'm noticing some some results bro yeah, yeah. Ooh, a little bit of wizardy yeah. going hey. a bit. <laughs> happy you got. the wizard got the doctor huh you did? <laughs> the wizard got the doctor I did notice I, I am noticing because I think I push so much on my shoulders and my triceps yeah so yeah no I, I find that very common I mean that's just a lot of that too has been from training so many clients that and I feel like you can tell by body types that you know how the body is always no matter what we're doing is is going to choose the easiest path of resistance naturally. Now, for us, we're advanced, and so you know we have this ability to focus on that. But if you don't, if you do not know how to focus on contracting a muscle or focusing on your form and technique, the body is going to choose the easiest way, and it just knows move the weight from yeah, A to B, get it off yeah. my chest, or pick it up, or whatever right. you know. And it's going to take the easiest path, and the easiest path nine times out of ten is not the right path. It's, yeah, it's you, like momentum. And that goes, yeah, you know, like swinging it up. That's a lot easier than actually lifting it. Exactly. And and that goes back to what you guys were talking about earlier about the whole, you know, the training for the soccer. The earlier question that we just talked about is just, you know, perfecting, thinking of it as like, a, you know, you're trying to perfect that technique, you know, and, and get in there and get great at it first. So, you know, it's a great example of what we're talking about. Uh, you know, how the body just understands move weight from A to B and you have to kind of focus on doing the right form and muscles working and whatnot. I'll give you an example. So we've been training people for a long time. You have a beginner. They're doing a shoulder press. It's getting heavy, and they're trying to get that extension, that last bit of extension. Which here's a common thing you'll see someone do. Arch their back. Well, besides that, oh, that's okay. a common. But you know what else you'll see? You'll see people come up on their toes. Uh-huh. You ever notice that? Mm. They'll get up on their toes like they're trying to extend the po- because the body know all it knows is you're trying to get the move the move the weight higher. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't understand you're trying to press it, and so yeah. you'll see people pushing. Uh, they'll struggle at the so end, and they'll come up on their toes. Because like the brain this will give us an extra inch, so you can put it on the shelf. That's, that's what exactly what's happening yeah. in the brain. So every time I see that, it's like it's fascinating to me. It's bizarre. Such a beautiful example of the body just fucking doing, moving yeah, the weight like, from A to B, here, dude, and not we'll giving a you. shit what yeah. you're trying to work. Yeah. 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 That yeah. last lockout's a lot harder than us just going. Yeah, just get up on the toes. All right, uh, don't forget to subscribe to our uh, awesome podcast and leave us some more reviews and ratings. And get your family and friends on it, finally. Yeah. Do it. Come Love, on. Perfect show for little get kids. Em. Little Love kids you, need to listen. Love you guys. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. 
Until next time, this is Mind Pump. <laughs>